Welcome to the After Party Following Podcast, episode 458. Oh, hi, everyone. Welcome. So, um, not a whole lot. The number one thing going on right now is the Super Bowl. Super Duper Bowl. This game has not gone how people thought, hmm. which was, oh, shootout. It's going to be tons of points scored. Super exciting. It's almost halftime, and the score is 3 nothing, which Good is, Lord. you would classify that as a snoozer. Yeah, like very boring. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like the Super Bowl commercial hype? Well, yeah, I mean, so my understanding is that the Super Bowl commercial thing is these these marketing companies, like the ones you see in Mad, the TV show Mad Men and stuff. Right. They get hired by like Budweiser and all these other companies to make these ads. And they all work like really hard to deliver their best and most, the, the funniest most clever ad they can during the Super Bowl. Right. And they're always saving like their best ammo for the Super Bowl. And they pay and they pay tons of money to the to the NFL and to the TV networks to get these ads run because there are an average of 110 million people watch the Super Bowl every year. That's one in, in third the, of the population. In the United, of the United States, States in the United States alone, by the way. Which is completely crazy. Right? So I have a number here for you. According to CNBC the cost of a 30-second ad during the Super Bowl, this year's Super Bowl. This year? Can yes. I guess? 30 seconds. Ooh. I'm going to guess just... The ratings are a little down. I'm going to go based on what it was before and down a little. I'm going to say $4.8 million. $5.25 million. For 30 seconds? For 30 seconds. It's That's cr- insane. It's crazy, but you know it's worth it because you because half the United States is seeing that ad. And then they get played on like the news and right. on and on award shows, and they get played, um, they get played on like the on YouTube. Every every commercial yeah. from the Super Bowl is always on YouTube, and everybody's always looking up the commercials. So really, it's the Super Bowl revenue, the Super Bowl, and then all this tertiary promo. So, but my thought personally is that they haven't been that interesting. Like, I have not enjoyed yeah. the Super Bowl commercials that much. It's generally like whatever the next Marvel movie is going to be, and then it's some cars and some beer. There's always like a like a Doritos, by the way. <sighs> what you got there? Just more sparkling water. Okay. The It's always like a Doritos commercial. There's going to be like an Old Spice commercial. Yeah. It's a bunch of beer commercials. Which, like, they banned cigarettes, cigarette ads, and I get it. But don't you feel like alcohol and cigarettes are like... Yeah. There's other products that are just as destructive. But as then, yeah, well, where do you draw the line? It's like, okay, well, then you can't do fast food ads because fast food is really bad for How you. How about all products that are proven to be addictive? That's the that's the line. Because they have because they, they they advertise lots of pharmaceuticals. And that shit's mad addictive. And really bad for you. Yeah. Like, every pharmaceutical has has a toxic... I can't remember the word, but it's the, the acronym. But there's like a toxic point where if you ingest that much of it, it will kill you. Um, and yeah. because you are eating poison. Oh, shit, I know the word. But or another, it's a, what is it's it? A, some, it's like terminal, it's, it's, you should you probably look it up easily. It's, some, it's a toxicity measurement. Yeah, yeah. It's like the basically at this point, uh, 50% of people would die from consuming this product. So like, yeah, like I would think that like cigarettes, alcohol, and a, and a, a host of, of um, pharmaceuticals 
that would, would all be outlawed, but you know, they need the whole world functions based on like lobbyists, like bribing people in like, you know, Congress and stuff or whatever. So, um, it's a little difficult to, yeah, I'm trying to find it. I don't even know what I would Google. Uh, I don't know. Toxicity point for pharmaceutical drugs. But did, but like, what was your initial question about the ads? You said like, oh, uh, I just I was curious to you, like your thoughts on them and like whether you are all about like you know you know catching them or if it's like it's just a new uh, just a nuisance for you or like what I think is a nuisance is the halftime show and to yes, me the halftime show is such a waste of time. Um, it's a tremendous waste of of like you know like this year it's Maroon Five right? Okay. And. It, it makes halftime really long. Yes. Like an extra hour. And like, I'm not even worried about missing any of the third quarter because I know that like I missed the first half, but like the second half is probably going to start an hour from now because of the halftime. The players hate it because their muscles get all cold and they have to go out there and they risk injury, et cetera. Yeah. And I don't know. So I don't really care about the commercials. And if it was in halftime, I'd rather go watch the Puppy Bowl on uh, Animal <laughs> Planet. Yeah. Have you seen that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Puppy Bowl gets mad ratings. For sure. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing, man. That's it's probably the number one rated thing on, on Animal Planet all year, I would assume. It's crazy. That's so crazy. It's carrying the hype of the Super Bowl. What's crazy is that this game is like neither team can score. Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is not... But you know what? Players go into these games like really tight. Like they're really nervous well yeah they all play like shit in the super bowl because of all because of all the nerves Mm. so i feel like both teams are playing poorly at the moment you know and we're gonna go into halftime basically tied which is like unbelievable yeah do you how do you feel about the commercials i don't know i haven't watched the super bowl you watched it last year did i watch it last year with me oh i did yeah patriots lost oh that's yeah that was that was a sad day for you i mean going Having your team be in the Super Bowl four out of five years is a great thing. Yeah, that hell when, yeah. That when Tom Brady retires, I'll never experience anything like this again. As You'll be a normal person. As most, just like the rest of the fans of their football teams. But like, there is so much stress attached to it that I almost dislike. Is there, though? I feel like there shouldn't be. But there is for me because I, like, I, have, I have invested myself very deeply. Like, I listen to lots of podcasts. I watch every game. I listen to the press conferences. Like I do all that stuff. Okay. So like the emotional attachment to the team is very like. That's always fascinated me. Is like people's emotional attachment to like teams and stuff like that. Because it's like I've never been that passionate about anything. Like I mean, I guess you could say I'm passionate. Oh, you're passionate about things. Well, I mean, like when it comes to like sports and stuff, I guess like martial arts. But like even that isn't like I'm super passionate about a particular fighter. Like although I I like to see certain fighters win, but I just like to watch a good fight. You know, like, sure. you know, for example, there's a fight happening uh, this coming weekend. Is it this weekend, I think? Is it a big one? Um, Yes, I want to say it's this coming weekend. UFC... Because they asked you if there was a big fight this past weekend. and there, Nah, there was, a, there was some bullshit fights. Now, this one's, yeah, February 10th, so this coming weekend. Um, and there's a fighter on there, Israel Adesanya, who I've talked about before, who is the last style bender, and he's just a, you know... Oh, you love that guy. I love him. Because he's like a Naruto ninja. Y- yeah, yeah, 100%. He's just a giant anime nerd. And, uh, and also an amazing fighter. Um, and so, like, obviously I'm rooting for him, but, like, I feel like I wouldn't get as worked up as someone like you would get about their sports team. It's like, and I guess maybe it's because, well, I don't know why. I just, I feel like in, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Hopefully you win more than you lose, and that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. I mean, it's nice being in a company that has, like, that's mostly professionals because I'm not going to get, I'm not in college anymore, 
<laughs> because like, well, then again, like two years ago when New England was losing so bad to Atlanta, I had to delete my, I had to delete Facebook. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I don't even use Facebook. Yeah. I was like, well, this is not worth the stress it's bringing to my life. Yeah. But do you feel like maybe you care too much? Yes. Hmm. New England just turned the ball over on fourth down, and now the Rams have the ball at the end of the half, so we'll see if they can score something here at the end of the half. Okay. It's disappointing, though. Um, yeah, I care too much. So it would be better just to not give a shit and be a casual viewer. Like It's almost yeah. more enjoyable just to watch the game as, as a non-participant yeah. rather than pacing around in your kitchen like a madman. Stressing man. out, yeah. I don't know. Why, why do you think it is that way with you? I have no idea. Hmm. Because you didn't great, become a New a, England fan a, until like you were in college. It's been like eleven years now, probably. Yeah. It's been like it's a good question. Like you're you're bringing up a valid question for sure. Mm. There's a psychological, like I'm sure someone has done like psychological studies of sports teams. Yeah. Because it's not just football that this happens to people. It's every sport. People, yeah. People get very attached to. Um, I think it's a it's well it's certainly human nature to be involved in a group. Like you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself. I feel like that's really mm. human nature. We're kind of pack animals. You know, we want to be in- involved in something like that. But, and so I guess it's it, ultimately, it, it for most people, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something. And it could be a, a sports team. It could be a, a church group. It could be a fandom. You know, it could be any number of things. But I think ultimately everyone kind of looks for what they can be a part of, I guess. I suppose. It's yeah. not really, I don't have anybody else that really like roots with me. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I listen to this podcast that I really enjoy for about six hours a week, mm. I listen to them when I work out and in the car and stuff. Yeah, I just don't. And I, if for me, it's 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 like uh, it's alien because it's like I don't. There aren't. There is not. I can't think of anything that I'm that like a part of. Like I enjoy a bunch of different things, and but I don't like obsess over them or I'm not like stressed out about. It's healthier them. like that. You're doing. You're probably making the healthier life choice. Maybe I would say. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's weird because but like, also maybe I'm just detached. You just like emotionally you're detached, detached. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. So maybe it's not healthy. I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe you're not emotionally detached. You just haven't found the thing that you want to get attached to. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Because like anime, of course, I've watched anime my entire life practically since I was a child, um, and I will continue to for the rest of my life. But it's like there are people that are so obsessed with everything having to do with anime. And it's like, that's, I don't know, even that's a whole nother level or maybe not even a different level, but just a different type of fan, I guess. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know. You're right though, because like if New England wins this game and I hope they do, but you know, they, they've already, they already have so many championships that if they don't, it won't be the end of the world. If they, if they win, like I'll be happy. I might cry a little, (laughs) but like the excitement and enjoyment of it is very short lived. Mm-hmm. Like you celebrate for a couple. Because then weeks. you guys start stressing about next season. You it's... feel good for a couple of weeks, but the stress of like getting to this point and like the game itself, and then potentially losing is, I think, it outweighs the the good feelings of, of of if you win. I think I'm also generally just not a competitive person. Like, often I will defer to other people when it comes to like mm-hmm. jockeying for a position of some sort. So like even in the podcast, like if. I feel like whenever there's a situation where like me and another person begin talking at the same time, I'll always say, Oh, go ahead. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm not that kind of competitive person. I feel like that's a big part of like getting so into these kind of like sports and things like that is like, you want, you want to win. You're like, I I want this. I need this. And I'm just like, eh, I'm all right. (laughs) 
So maybe that's just the personality trait thing, part of being a type B personality. It is now halftime, and both teams are playing really poorly. Okay. So so it's 3-0. 3-0. And who gets the ball at halftime? I After halftime? I mean, it hardly matters, but let me see, but I'll look that up. Let me see. Um, I feel like that gives them an advantage, though, if you get the ball first. New England started with the ball in the first half, so mm. they will not start with the ball in the second half. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, it means almost nothing, you know. Because usually, the usually the, the only reason that it would that it would mean something is if the team that was ahead is if if a team can score at the end of the second half and then get the ball again at the end of the first and then in the third quarter and score again, it's kind of like you double up. Yeah, and you can pull way ahead, but that's not going to happen here. It's zero to three, and the team that's the team that gets the ball has zero. So, gotcha. Wow, what a snoozer of a Super Bowl. The NFL <laughs> doesn't the NFL doesn't like that. The, the they're 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 pissed off up in wherever the hell they are. Yeah, because they want it to be like you know exciting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because people are turning the game off now. Well, that's why they have to shorten the field. Okay. 100 uh, yards is not Narrow a lot. it as well. <laughs> You're so good. That, put I mean, them in that a would funnel. Make, that would make it even harder to score if they narrowed it. Oh. So less space for the defenders out to cover. Okay, widen it, but shorten it. And that then would... give everyone weapons. Oh, shit. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Well, they kind of are weapons in a way. True. You guys are killing each other. That's insane. So the crazy thing was that the Rams shouldn't even have been in this game. Did you see what happened? There's no. huge controversy. No, it happened. A senator even brought it up in front of the con- Congress. What? Yeah. There was a big... You could look it up if you want. Um, in, the, in, the, in the last game, in the, in the NFC Championship with the Saints versus the Rams, there was a no call at the end of the game that basically would have, would have given the, Ram- the Saints the win if they had called it. And it was the one of the worst no calls anybody has ever seen like it was it was actually an obvious penalty for two reasons but the refs didn't call it and when you watch the clips like the, the Rams shouldn't even be in this game so okay so oh interesting and yeah apparently they threw out the case or whatever yeah they threw it out but like so like there was a rap that the that the rams that the uh that the that the saints like fans made and posted it and became viral like a they, rap they, like they, a rap song they did a rap song about being mad about oh my about, god and then a senator was like a senator brought before congress like the issue that was like deeply troubling the people that lived in his state of Louisiana. It's ridiculous. And like the people, that's how much people care. Like it yeah. made it to Congress. I don't know. Like, I, well, like what do you want the president to do? Like he can't do anything about it. He doesn't even give a shit. Yeah. I don't know. That's whatever. But I get people are so passionate about this. It's yeah, crazy. They are. So, and then after the Super Bowl, you enter the time when, when anyone, the only thing anybody cares about is the NF is, um, the NBA, for the most part, mm-hmm. and hockey a little. Yeah, and then after the NBA wraps up, you enter the, the dead of summer, where no one watches any sports. Yeah, I just feel I don't know. You would think summer would be this big period for sports, but sure. it's not. There's like almost nothing people care about th- through like most of June and July and August. I'll like, tell you what, man, shit. martial arts is all year round, baby. That's true. There's always another. UFC or a glory kickboxing or you know a boxing match. I, I I just don't understand why why some why one of the sports doesn't take over the summer because you have almost every sport takes place indoors. Hockey's indoors, basketball's indoors. Okay, sure. A third of the football stadiums are indoors. Okay, you with me? Yeah, yeah. Some of the baseball stadiums are indoors. Mm-hmm. So if they're all going to be like if sixty five percent of all sports are play, the major four sports are all played indoors. And some of them always. Mm-hmm. 
Someone should just jump. Somebody should have their season start like at the beginning of the summer. That way you're the only sport. That's a good idea. You would have everyone's attention. Like rather than competing with the NFL, which no one can do, start in June so that you can get three months of like undivided attention from people. Here's what we need. Vince McMahon needs to bring back the XFL. He was trying to do that. And just have it only be in the summer. That They're talking about that. Genius. Well, they're not talking about doing it in the summer, but they're talking about bringing back That's the XFL. It's a good idea, though. Do it in the summer. People want to get their football itch. So, speaking of wrestling, there's talk that Rob Gronkowski, you know who that Gronk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gronk is gonna, may retire after this football game tonight. Okay. He's, he's, always, he's, he's been injured so many times. Yeah. And he's this huge meathead dude. Uh-huh. Like, not Undertaker big, but like getting there. Okay. And they're talking about he might join the WWE. And That's he a bad will, idea. No, he will be great at it. No, if he's prone to injury, dude, those people in the WWE get injured so regularly. But not like football, dude. This is like, you're, you're talking about having your, players are intentionally diving at your knees at 15 miles an hour to try to give you ACL injuries. Yeah. I guess it depends on what he does in the WWE. So I, I'm not I super well versed in it, but I've, I've know a bit. Um, so, and most people that, most people that are that are in the WWE are like constantly competing or competing quote unquote, but constantly performing and like they're doing multiple shows every single week. They're on the road 300 days out of the year, you know, but then you have like your superstars who are just performing, you know, a few times a year or whatever. So if he was to do something like that, then I could see that would make sense. And then he just, you know, performs on like big events, but I don't know. Well, they're talking about him for one thing, getting a giant contract. Sure, of like course. M- like multi millions, yeah. per year. Um, but I just can't see a sport. I can't see the the WWE being remotely as damaging to Gronk's body because you're. I mean, like like I said, you're talking about dudes with with metal helmets on, yeah. diving at your knees. Well, as long as they take you. care of him. Yeah, and and if they know he has like various back injuries and stuff, they'll, they'll figure out ways. But he's such a crazy meathead. Like I don't know if you know him. Like on a like. Like on a like, he's he's the guy that like goes to parties and does keg stands, of course, and does like these crazy spike the football gestures when he scores. Yeah, I could totally see him having a move where he like Gronk spikes a dude. Oh jeez! Like literally spike a person. Good lord! Like take him up to the top turnbuckle and Gronk spike him onto the mat. That would be interesting. You know, uh, let me just say I'm interested enough that I may start watching the fight, the wrestles that he's in. You know, speaking of crossover athletes. Uh, your boy, the uh, football player that, like, I guess beat his girl and then went to the UFC. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Ray former, Rice? No. Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a football player that beat up his girlfriend. Yep. Tyreek Hill, but he still plays in the NFL. <laughs> just going to start listing all these. There's a lot of them. Greg Hardy. Oh, I didn't, I, that hadn't even come to me. So Greg Hardy had his first UFC fight, um, which there's a massive controversy because uh, I guess he was... I don't know if he was convicted. I think he got off somehow um, from like domestic abuse. And there was a big, massive controversy because they were like, you can't let this guy fight in the UFC. He has this history. And so there was like people that were against it, understandably. Then there were people that were for it that were like, well, look, if a guy who has a criminal history can't fight in a cage for a living, what can he do? You know, like if we're going to limit his options. So is he fighting? So he did fight. Is he any good? Um, so he's had a couple fights outside of the UFC and like very low level organizations and he's demolished his opponent within a round, you know, cause he's a big, strong dude and very, yeah, a football a- very player. athletic. Oh yeah. Um, and he's fighting just like, you know, fat schlubs. And so he had his first fight in the UFC oh, yeah. against the guy who was like 
pretty low level as well. They kind of found someone that would fit his level of experience. Okay. And it was an ugly fight. It was like a boring, like he was, it, it really kind of showed the disparity in skill. Did he win? No. Because in, I think it was the second round, uh, the guy that he was fighting shot in for a, a, a takedown. So yeah. he, he went low to the ground and went for his legs to, to tackle him. And he sprawled, which is when you, uh, to sprawl, if somebody's like shooting at your legs for a takedown, you uh, get underhooks on their arms and you thrust your feet and hips back away from them. So you kind of like lay down flat on top of their head. That's, that's called a sprawl. That's, yeah, that sounds hard on your back. I, I try to explain it as best I can. But so he kind of sprawled. So the guy couldn't take him down. And then the guy was like on his knees and Greg Hardy is like in front of him and like kind of like keeping him at bay, you know, and kind of creating distance. And then he does something that you're very much not supposed to do to an opponent who was on the ground Ugh. and he need him in the head. Oh, okay. So he was disqualified. <clears throat> Great. So it's like this guy who has a history of not being able to control himself and with violent outbursts does not even an accident. Like it wasn't even like a, Oh no, I thought he was up. So I knit through a knee and I didn't realize he was still on the ground. Like dude is on his knees in front of you and you are sitting there premeditatively like knee, <laughs> like, like thinking and then throwing a knee. And it's like, well, I'm surprised he even like tried it because a guy who spent his whole life playing one sport yeah, and then thinks he can just transition to another sport, like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, that's like, you're fighting against people who presumably have been preparing for this other sport for just as long yeah. as you were for football. For sure. So of course you're not going to be able to compete because you're you're a rookie. Yeah. And I mean like you have athletic traits and you might have certain abilities, but ultimately like if you don't understand the technicalities of it, like if you don't, then you're just going to get picked apart. Like it's not even like you might be able to take out some dudes that don't have high levels of skill. But if you go up against somebody who's been doing it, like you said, for many years, they're going to know how to deal with you. Yeah, his decision to do that might've been an experience. Yeah. And, and I think it was he, also like he had no other options because he got, you know, fired from the NFL. Maybe he learns that mistake, you know, at a lower level where he's forgiven more easily. And then he doesn't make that mistake again at the higher level. Well, he, he made the mistake in the UFC. I know, but that's what I'm saying. He yeah. could, he could have learned his mistakes. Oh yeah. yeah. Somewhere else that, that wouldn't have had such a repercussion. And now, you know, right. he'll probably never fight again or whatever. I think ultimately it was just a, a flaw in his character. Like he was not winning and he was g going down a slope of like, he was about to start getting beat up because he was getting gassed and tired and he saw a way out, and so he took it. Unfortunately, the NFL is, has a lot of these people in it. Yeah. Do you think <sighs> it's... It's bad. Is it, it's a chicken or the egg situation. Like, are these people that are, like, fucked up and violent getting into the NFL because they're fucked up and violent? Or is the effect of being in the NFL, like, all of the trauma and brain trauma specifically, causing them to be fucked up and violent? My like, experience is that a lot of the players that end up in the NFL are, have bad histories prior to even getting to the NFL. So I can cite a couple of examples of this. Okay. One would be um, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, I remember him. Aaron Hernandez had a really troubled history all, all the while I think he played at Florida. While he was in while he was Miami, playing, I think. Well, uh, I don't know, look that up. But while he was in college, he had a troubled history um, New England took a took a chance on him, you know. Thought maybe they could like help him get oh, his Florida. You're right. Get his shit together, and inevitably bad things happened. But the reality of that situation was that Aaron Hernandez had a very tough upbringing in a mm -hmm. bad environment. Yeah. 
Now, I'll take another example. Um, Tyreek Hill, who still plays in the NFL, and he's a star. Um, and before he got to the NFL, I believe it was before. Yeah, it was definitely before. Punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach and admitted that he did it. Hmm. And he still got drafted into the NFL. I don't know how the, how the fucking hell that happened. But, like, that was a, something that was ingrained in him prior to getting there. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that are like this. And I think it's because a lot of players in the NFL are raised in, like, bad households, in bad environments, and bad neighborhoods. Yeah. And so they are, like, raised around violence and aggression and stuff like that. And so, like, they carry that with them. I think also it has to do with, like, the fact that they are so young when they get, like, the recognition and everything. Yes. You know, like, out of high school, you're going into college and potentially becoming a superstar there. And then 22 years old, you're going into the NFL making millions and millions of dollars, and you're 22. Dude, yeah. when you're 20, like, I know, like, to younger people, 22 might sound like you're an adult. You are a baby at 22. Well, so it takes a while for them to get paid in, college, in pro football. Yeah. Unless you're, like, a, unless you're, like, the number one round draft pick in which you get a bonus. Most players have to play for, like, four years before they get a real contract. Mm -hmm. And most players don't even make it four years. But I get what you're saying. Like a lot of these players are so good. Like to to be a, to be a player that played like Tyreek Hill who played in the NFL, you were probably a god at your high school. Yeah, hey, you were a god in college, dude. I've known college football players, and I know they don't quote get paid, but they yeah. This exactly. dude was driving around in a really nice car and always had money, and I'm like, mm. yeah, and like so the the celebrity and the 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 worship from your peers, I think that does stuff to you. Yeah, you know. Like you, you're at parties. People offer you drugs. You know, oh, you're yeah. in bad environments. You get the, the, it goes. To, it might be me offering you drugs. I'm scared. It goes to your head, and you're like, "Oh, nothing can ever happen to me because right. I'm this guy." And you end up punching someone. You know, it's it's. I don't know. It's complicated, but the NFL has a lot of problems. Like, there's a lot of people in the NFL and that do violence. Mostly, it's violence, like domestic violence. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like with um. It's funny. Uh, Cecil in the chat says, "Wrong. Twenty-two is an adult." Technically, but like technically, mentally, yes, but mentally, no, absolutely not. The human brain doesn't fully develop until you're in your late twenties, anyway. Especially ma males are very immature at yeah. like twenty-two. Um, you don't. You are. You really are. Like in terms of like physically, like your body is grown, but but even that isn't fully developed at twenty-two. Well, on the out, I mean, on the outside, yeah. like you're pretty much developed by twenty-two. Like your like your muscles and your height. Hmm. You disagree with that? Um. Your brain, I can't speak to, but... No, the brain for, I think, an adult male doesn't fully develop until 27, I want to say. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Um, and the body certainly changes as you get into your 30s as far as, like, maturity. Well, it's always changing. Yeah. Like, I know, just speaking from, like, martial arts, like, um, people that are younger, like, in their early 20s, uh, are generally able to make much lower weight classes because they haven't filled out their frame as much. But as you get into your later 20s, your frame fills out and you gain more just natural muscle on your yeah, body. You also have more growth hormone than testosterone. Yeah. So, But like, I get what you're saying though. Like a 22-year-old, like supposedly women mentally develop a lot faster than males. Some. I like to see, some, <laughs> I like to see studies on that, but yeah. like on average, that's supposedly the case. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, when I was 22, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, I was still going, I was still a freaking little baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's tricky. It, I, I think about like martial arts though, because it's like I, I'm still a baby. I feel like the, although there are certainly people in like martial arts that are kind of fucked up, like you think about John Jones, who's always getting into trouble. Um, but also, oddly enough, both of his brothers are in the NFL. Huh. That's weird. Um, Chandler Jones and uh, here's another one I forget. So Chandler Jones was not played for New England for a while. Yeah. He's a good player, and he and to my knowledge hasn't caused any trouble. Uh, didn't he get busted it. for steroids? He got busted. I think it was. He think he got caught doing using spice. Spice. Oh my god! If yeah, I'm not that mistaken, fake weed stuff. If I'm not mistaken, but oh. it, it could have been another player. But I thought it was might him. have been his other brother. But either way, like the majority though of people that are into martial arts, and I think maybe it has to do with the fact that you're, I don't know, you're you're taught to win and lose well from an early age, and you're taught to uh, help your like sparring partner like you're not going in there like if you're into martial arts and you're going in there to beat up your sparring partner every day well then you're not going to have a sparring partner because no one's going to want to train with you like of course yeah you know you shouldn't be out to hurt your hurt your your friends or whatever yeah so that kind of it and, and also like especially if you get into something like jujitsu jujitsu is especially difficult and obviously physically but mentally like to be able to accept because like jujitsu is a is a really it's a game of death it's a, I'm going to try to murder you, and you're going to try to murder me. Ong bak. And I'm going to trust that you are going to stop right before you kill me. You know, because that's ultimately what it is. Like, if I, if I get a hold of your, your neck in, like, say we're sparring jujitsu, and I start choking you, and you tap, you're trusting that I'm going to let go so that you do not die, and vice versa. Sounds a lot like, sounds a lot like uh, DS. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're having like you know, yeah. like dominatrix. So, sub, so I sub. think a lot of people that might have, um, like, uh, you know, they they are very insecure or what have you, or have very like, uh, like think highly of themselves. Like they might have a hard time with something like jujitsu because you have to accept the fact that you are going to lose in training over and over and over again, and that and it is not just a oh I lost a game of basketball. It's I lost a game of death. So I think that kind of trust there. It's a lot of trust. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I think it weeds out like weak-minded people. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of um, there's a lot of these aggressive aggressive sports. You know that some people can handle it, some people can't. Yeah. So definitely, I'm with you on all that. How we uh how we doing on the game? Uh, it's still halftime because Maroon Five is gonna play like a half a set. Ridiculous. Gonna play like they're gonna play for like 35 minutes. So, all right. All right. Well, I don't really have here. There's a really cool picture for this other party. It's a picture of handcuffs <laughs> and it and has the NFL. the NFL logo and a football. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot more to say. You know, I'm just ridden with things. My headache's gone. Oh, that's good. You took some leave or something. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always work, but it did this time. Mm. Anyway, I don't have a whole much. I don't have a whole lot more to say at this time. All right. Um, I assume that like next time next week we're probably gonna have Enzo talking about Kingdom Hearts. Probably, yeah, yeah. Or uh, esports, which I've been slowly getting into. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to a YouTube channel to watch these like League of Legends games. Yeah, and they're fun to watch. They're just super it's complicated. Not, it's not boring. No, it's not boring at all. Okay. It's actually pretty exciting. And the all announcers right. are really energetic, so it, like gets you hyped up. They like they good, go nuts. They have good color guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's really hard to follow cause there's so much happening at one time on screen. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if you're not, like, experienced, like, yeah. like you're not going to know any strategy or whatever. Like, just the overlay, there's, like, all these icons and numbers and stats, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. There's a, so, I don't want to get into a whole other conversation. Maybe we can mm-hmm. talk about it next week. But, sure. uh, but I have a thought about esports, and that is that, like, in football or, or, or other sports, for example, strategies and the methodology that's used to win is always evolving. So, in the NFL, you know, it used to be a running league. Now it's a passing league. And, and, and because it's a passing league, the, some of the teams have lighter players. So then other teams say, okay, well, now I'm going to load up and have heavy players so I can run the ball on your throat and just, just run, 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 run right over you. Mm-hmm. So it's always evolving. Schemes and like strategies are always being written and designed every off, every offseason. Right. But in a game like League of Legends, it's based on computer code in which there should, there, there should be set strategies and methodologies that, are, that have been established as the number one method of winning and as far as I can tell, that method should never be deviated from. So they're just doing the same. Now, correct well, me, but it seems for, like they could be just doing the same thing over and, well, and over and over. Except and over. for if your opponent knows that that is the primary method for. Because first off, there's tons of different characters you can play as, mm-hmm. and in each game, the opponent opposing team can restrict you from using certain characters. So like, if I know that the best method is to play with these five characters, then I could then the opposing team could be like, okay, you can't play with those five characters. And then you have to strategize with a different group of, of characters. Then, if let's just say, based on a like, let's just say whatever characters you pick, there's a set strategy for. And if you know that strategy, and your opposing team knows that strategy, then they can be like, "Well, I know you're going to do this, so I'm going to do this to counteract it." Yeah. And then you have to come up with something else. I mean, it's I, the same thing. I may bite on that, you know. I yeah. mean, I'd like to have a long. I'd like to have a longer conversation. About and then there's also like individual player skill. Like there's this one dude, Caps, that Enzo talked about, who is like I've seen a couple of his games. He's like a freaking god. Like it's insane. Like no one can touch him. And it's like, it's like ridiculous the stuff that he pulls off. <laughs> and it's just because of his technical skill and his creativity and all that stuff. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. I don't want to get tempted into another conversation. Yeah. But uh. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, a lot of football talk here, but but a little more on the end, maybe you know. Yeah, we touch on some other things. Some but interesting it is the stuff, super, man. It is the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. So once a year. So all right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed our after party. Uh, next week, we're next week on the podcast. We'll continue our impressions. And you and I will be slightly more shredded. Yeah, a little bit more. One one step at a time on the way to Shred City, baby. That's right. That's right. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Animatics Anonymous podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for contributing and listening. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.